0: Youngberg, he's got the better of Terry, Freddie Youngberg! Oh, and that might drop for Melberg here, he's got time, and he'll use it to perfection.
1: To Larson, oh, that was a magical Manchester United goal. It's Elmander, he wants somebody running off it. ball in towards Elanga. Edmund now from distance oh sensational and he squares it and Kulosevsky taps it in
0: Ibrahimovic
1: Ibrahimovic oh wow he is different class Premier Swede
0: name Roland Nilsson age uh, 58 clubs you played for in England uh, Sheffield
1: Wednesday and Coventry City.
0: Uh, it's an interesting story, Roland, and that's precisely why we wanted to hear it from you. Uh, you came to English football. You were one of the originals uh, from Sweden, from the Nordic region. How did you actually wind up in Sheffield Wednesday all those years ago?
1: Well, uh, I, th- I think, and uh, I've spoke to Big Ron, uh, who, who brought me over, is, is that we played uh, uh, a qualifying game against England. Uh, in Stockholm Uh, and uh, uh, I played against uh, uh, John Barnes at that uh, stage and and, uh, he he thought I had a very good game and and, uh, then he became interested uh, to to see if he he could get me over because he was struggling uh, with the the right back so to speak
0: It's, uh, It's amazing really that one international like that can sort of change the course of your career but if we go back a little bit before that you weren't always a defender,
1: am I right in saying that? No, I started off as a, as a striker or, or a winger. Uh, uh, then uh, in, in, uh, uh, in Gothenburg, I, I became more a midfielder, wide midfielder. Uh, and then after a few years, uh, I became a right back because we didn't have a right back. So they put, just put me down and said, well, try to do the best. And, and uh, uh, I managed to do it quite well. So uh, after a little while, I was stuck there. it's interesting
0: that you put it that way, right? Did you expect, you know, when you go, somebody says, oh, can you play right back for a few minutes? And all of a sudden you spend the rest of your career there. Did you expect to go back to being a striker or did you realise, hang on a second, this is where I belong on a football pitch?
1: No, I I mean, I had uh, some arguments with with, uh, my coach at that time uh, uh, saying that I don't want to play fullback. I want to play in the midfield because uh, as a fullback, that meant that you couldn't run, run about runabout uh, as as much as I like to. Uh, you have to be more a little more static. So uh, uh, we had a few arguments, but he said, "Well, uh, you will learn that in 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 the in the uh, the, the, the the games you're going to play." And and uh, for me as well, uh, it, it it went well, uh, and I became uh, even the fullback in in the national team. So and then uh, of course when when you when you have that uh, uh in 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 your career you you, you are thinking of, well, do I need to play in midfield or tell I tell a player as a full
0: Yeah, Maybe this guy in Gothenburg was right after all.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um, how did it happen back in the day, Roland? Because now we have Twitter, we have social media. You know, if you were playing today, you would have an Instagram account with a million followers. But how did big Ron Atkinson get in touch with you? He sees you playing for Sweden in probably the Rossender Stadium
1: against England. How did that whole process work to bring you to England? Well... Um... Yeah, it was much different then because uh, they contacted me after the season had finished here in Sweden. Uh, and because of that, they couldn't come over and, and see me in Gothenburg. Uh, so I ended up going over to Sheffield uh, for a week uh, to train with the train with the boys over there and, and actually play uh, uh, a second, second team uh, match as well. Uh, just to, to show myself that I was, well, fit and, and ready to, to uh, start playing, if, if that was the case. Um, in
0: Sweden, we still, to this day, in the year 2022, we still call it turning pro when a player leaves Sweden to go, and, even if they get paid here, we still call it turning pro when they go to England. Was that always your ambition, Roland? Was it always your ambition to be a professional footballer in England or in Italy or in Holland?
1: Well, um, both yes and no, because uh, at that time, it, it wasn't that easy to go out and become a pro. Uh, not many players didn't, didn't actually go away and, and became a, a professional player. But, of course, when you play for the national team as well, you think there's a, there could be a chance. And, and uh, if that chance comes, uh, then, uh, of course, uh, you, you want to grab that chance. And, and for me, uh, when it became uh, England, uh, I was... I was very happy because, uh, you know, we Swedes are following the English football uh, and has been doing that for quite quite some time. So for me, it just felt like a natural step.
0: When you arrived over there to Sheffield Wednesday, you're going to play a reserve game. You're there for a week to show these guys what you can do. Was there a big difference between playing football with IFK Gothenburg in, in Sweden and then coming into a top flight club in England? Uh,
1: both... Uh, Yes and no. I mean, uh, Alston going to that stage where we're, we're mm. where better than today, and and uh, because of, of more good players were not going abroad, so they they, they were there playing in Sweden. Uh, but I think uh, the the luck for me was that I I, I played international games, so mm. I was I was ready for a higher tempo, more skillful players, and so on. So that helped me quite a lot.
0: Uh, I'm just going to read you some of the names of players who were in the Sheffield Wednesday squads. I think your first period there was like five years long, right? You had Nigel Worthington. You had John Sheridan, who was one of my favourite passers of the ball ever. You had Chris Waddle, Carlton Palmer, Paul Warhurst, uh, Chris Bart Williams, Mark Bright, Trevor Francis, David Hurst. What was it like to play alongside footballers like that in England at that time? Because let's remember, Wednesday was a huge club at that point.
1: Yeah, uh, it wasn't that huge when when I got over because they, they were struggling at that at that point. Too. So so uh, uh, we had a had a tough ride the first first uh, time, first first couple of months. Uh, then we we managed to, to start winning and then we started to become better as a team. But at the end that season we, we were. Uh, we went down uh, on, on the goal difference uh, and, and uh, at that time it could, could have been uh, that uh, everything were, were, so to speak, gone and all the players uh, just move, all the good players just move away. But I think the club and the chairman at that time, uh, so uh, David, uh, he, he made the right decision that he wanted to keep uh, all the players there. Uh, and, and then uh, just go for it uh, in in that respect of of uh, trying to to get up uh, as, as quick as uh, they could and uh, fair enough uh, that was the way to go and after that uh, the, the, the everything just lifted again because
0: you you got relegated that season uh, then a couple of years later you made it all the way to the league cup final where I think you played against Manchester United is that one of the best memories you have from the English game.
1: Uh, yeah, of course. You don't uh, sound convinced. <laughs> no, but there are so many good memories uh, in in that respect. And and of course, when when you play at Wembley and you win at Wembley uh, and beat Man United uh, as well, uh, uh, then then it, it will it will always be a special special moment. And especially when you when you go out to Wembley and the the the, the uh, Wembley is is divided into one blue and white and, and red and black, so. It was a very special moment, and to win it was 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 great. Uh, but I think uh, just playing in, in in the Premiership and so on and doing well in the Premiership uh, was a great time as well.
0: What was uh, Ron Atkinson like to play for as a manager? Because he's one of these larger than life characters in the English game.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, he. he uh, I, I, I would rate him uh, as a, as a as a tactician. Uh, he was not uh, top of the line, uh, but as a man, uh, man, man uh, manager, so to speak, to to pick out players that uh, could make a difference in in the matches, uh, he, he was absolutely fantastic of, of knowing the opponent that we we're going to play, uh, and he was always telling us, uh, if you do it th- this way or if you do it that way, then we will have success. and And uh, I would say that he, he was. He was not wrong many times, so uh, in that and then, of course, his his uh, his way of being and, and looking at football were were, were great because it, uh, you could play relaxed because he, he, as long as you did that, as best as you could, he, he will always appreciate that. Uh, when you didn't, then he got mad. So, <laughs> uh, but it it uh, for me, it he he was a good uh, great character and and. Uh, No, I had a great time uh, playing for him. Did he ever have to have a go at you? Because you were always a very sort of stable, very
0: solid defender that team. But did he ever read you the riot act? Did he give you the Fergie hairdryer treatment at all?
1: No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Ah. Uh, The the only time, the only time he he, he got upset was uh, I I injured myself. Uh, I had the cruise ship ligament damage, and then I. I went to, to have the surgery and I was back uh, in Sheffield uh, after, you know, uh, five, six weeks because I, I did the operation in Sweden and then I stayed for a little bit of rehabilitation. And then I got over and then they were playing a match and, and the, he told me before the match, okay, good to have you here and uh, come down to the dressing room in a in, in, in half time uh, to, to boost, boost the players. Uh, and uh, Sheffield uh, we didn't have a very good game out there. And I was jumping down on the crutches, you know, just to be supportive. And when I got down there, uh, I was down just going into the dressing room. And then uh, he came, he was furious. And then he looked at me and then said, uh, when? when the hell are you going to be fit? And then he just walked <laughs> off. <laughs> so <laughs> so that, that was the only time he, 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 he was mad at me.
0: You had no sympathy for you and your cruciate ligament. No, right? Right. No, I need you no, back in the team. It. Come on, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now Out you. employ
0: yeah, you did something very unusual there, Roland. Because in 1992, Sweden played the European Championships on home soil, a famous tournament which uh, your near neighbours there from Denmark came across uh, the on a Sunday. They won that tournament, but yeah. you decided before that tournament that you needed some extra games, so you went on loan to your old club, Helsingborg, for five yeah. games. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Could that I-
1: ever happen today? Uh, no, I don't think so because he's <laughs> one of those. Got, you've got the insurance part and, and you've got the, all the things that the clubs now would have said no because there's a chance that you will get injured. Mm. Uh, but for me, it was uh, such a long time before we, we stopped uh, with the Premiership, so to speak. And, and, and I just felt like, well, if I'm just going to go doing nothing, uh, just with something on my own uh, I, I would be, be uh, less competitive so I, I just felt that to, to still be more or be more competitive in in in, uh, in the European Championships uh, I wanted to play a few more games mm.
0: uh, It's interesting because of course uh, Peter Schmeichel and the Danish boys say that they were on the beach when they were called into the tournament so it might have been a good idea maybe to go to East Other somewhere and play a bit of tennis you know <laughs> Um, a few years after that, of course, uh, you your career really, sometimes when we talk to Swedish football players, they leave when they're 16, 17, 18, and then they don't come back until they're 31 or 32. But you mm-hmm. came back to Helsingborg again for a spell between 1994 and 1997. Now, was, there, was that because no other English club wanted you? Because, I mean, I remember you as being a hugely popular player at that time. So why did you decide to come home for that period just after the World Cup
1: there? No, I, I decided uh, uh, because of, of uh, family reasons back home. Uh, I wanted to be be closer, uh, and then I just take, uh, took the decision. Uh, so, so and and for me, afterwards, it, it was uh, the right decision uh, yes. because uh, in uh, nineteen ninety six, my my dad uh, died.
0: So you had wanted to be closer to him in the time leading yeah. up to that, then,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's it's always uh, difficult when you when you live live abroad and, and uh, certain things uh, happens and then and so on. So uh, mm-hmm. that was that was good, but uh, like you said, uh, uh, I was nearly coming back uh, in in uh, ninety six uh, uh, to to Sheffield, uh, but. Uh, uh, David Pleat, uh, who was uh, the manager at that time, uh, well, uh, his own words was, "I, I, I don't, I, I haven't seen you uh, as a player, so I don't know how good you are. Uh, so uh, uh, I'm just have to trust the, the chairman's word." And then I just felt well. If I'm going to go back over there, then then I, I need to have. Uh, a manager that believes uh, in me as a footballer not not a gamble uh, and then I, I stayed uh, in Sweden for another year uh, and then uh, Big Ron phoned uh, uh, me up and asked if I shouldn't come back over and, and play in England again
0: and, and that of course by then Big Ron had left David Pleat was at Sheffield Wednesday he must have been the only fo- English football manager who hadn't seen you play at that point but Big Ron <laughs> brought you back and this time it was to Coventry City is that right? Yeah, that's right. And how did that feel? Because, I mean, I, if I were you, I would have felt very let down by Sheffield Wednesday. I've seen, you can go back and look on YouTube at the video of your last game for Wednesday against Manchester City, and the people chanting your name, and uh, Trevor Francis thanking you for all you've done for the club. Were you disappointed that you didn't go back to Sheffield Wednesday?
1: Uh, both yes and no, of course. Uh, but but at the same time, I, uh, like I said, I didn't want to go over there and, and, and sit on the bench or... Or not uh, be part of, of uh, the trust from the manager because I think that's one of the key things when when you when you go abroad that you, you have to have that trust from the manager that you, you are he feels like you you, you can do uh, uh, the difference of, of uh, playing in, in in like a back and uh, so when when Ron uh, phoned me up and said like well. Uh, Gordon Strachan uh, has been watching you since before and, and uh, uh, he, he thinks he's a very good player. I just felt like, well, uh, that sounded good. And, and uh, of course, I, I, I trust a Big Ron as well uh, because uh, he was my manager before. So then, he, then it becomes an easier decision. Hmm. Um, what was Gordon Strachan like to
0: work for as a manager? Fiery bit of character, I've been told. Yeah,
1: fiery, fiery but very good. Very good. He was... Uh, he, uh, he was a good tactician and he, 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 uh, he wanted to play uh, good football as well, uh, not just kick and run. Uh, and and he, he wanted, you know, uh, the players to, to express themselves on, on the pitch, but do it together, not as an individual. Uh, and of course, you know, he, uh, he could go from being very calm to being furious in four seconds as well. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, he was well known for that at Celtic I'm just looking again at some of the names that you would have played with during your time uh, at Coventry there, Dion Dublin Darren Hookerby was there, John Salaka was there, um, Michael O'Neill uh, the Northern Irish player who went on to become a great manager, um, George Boateng was there as well um, if you were to compare the Sheffield Wednesday side and the Coventry sides that you played for um, was this one of the better squads or was Wednesday a better squad all round do you think
1: well, I think the Wednesday squad were, were, were a bit better. Uh, of course, we, we like you said, there we were some great players in Coventry as well. Uh, but I think as, as a whole, I think we were a better team uh, we, with uh, Sheffield. Hmm. Uh, did it make any difference
0: to you because Magnus Hedman the goalkeeper uh, your Swedish compatriot he was at Coventry City at that time when you first played for Sheffield Wednesday there was very few foreigners at all let alone Swedes in the league but now you had somebody in the dressing room who was also from Sweden did that make any difference to you were you friends with Magnus at that time
1: Uh well we we played uh, a few a few matches in the national team so he, he was he, he was uh, of course uh, a friend in, in that respect, but uh, at the same time, uh, that wasn't the, the, the thing why I went over, because, yeah. uh, like I said, I, I was such a long time in Sheffield, so I felt like going back to England uh, wasn't going to be a problem for me.
0: Mm. Um, again, there was another little break of a couple of seasons there where you went back to Helsingborg again. Was that another family issue or was it... Uh...
1: Well, it was more like the contract was running out, uh yeah. And and uh, uh, I didn't get a uh, what do you call it? Not extension? Not an, on, an extension. On, yeah. uh, until the, the last week uh, I was there. Uh, so so uh, then I just thought, well, uh, it's it's a little bit too late, a little yeah. bit too late because uh, then uh, I, I've signed a contract for, for for Helsingborg to go over to go back there and and, and play for them. So. Yeah, if if they were a little bit earlier with with, the, with extending my contract, then uh, then I'd probably played uh, another season or two for, for Coventry as well. Would there been a
0: big difference, Roland, between what you're getting paid at Coventry City and what Helsingborg can offer you? Because again, these are so that technically we all know players get paid in the Allsvenskan, but they would be sort of amateur clubs in comparison. So would you yeah. have had to take a big step down in the wage that you were pulling in every week?
1: Yeah, of course, uh, but th- that didn't uh, bother me. Uh, 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 I just wanted to keep on um, playing for a little little while longer. Yeah, uh, I was getting older and so on. So, uh, uh, but uh, we did well, Bill helsing boy. We we, uh, we won the league uh, when I got back, and and then we played in the championship. Uh, well, uh, the uh, the league championship the year after. So. Yep. Uh,
0: I remember that game
1: in the Champions League against,
0: I think, Robbie Keane was playing for Inter Milan and Christian Bieri exactly. and these guys and you guys basically swiped the spot in the group stages if I remember rightly.
1: Yeah, well, they, they thought it was going to be easy for them to to win down it, it, at, uh, at San Siro. So, and then... Uh, uh... They didn't. Uh, so <laughs> they, uh, they, they were very, very fu- uh, furious, and, and so on. And the fans were were throwing rocks at, at the players when they they were they were driving the cars out from there
0: and after that of course then you went back there was a very short spell for you at Coventry City after that again before you basically you came back to Sweden and played a few games for Geist there in Gothenburg where you live today and packed it in but if we look back over your career in England and I know you've been over and back to Helsingborg a lot who do you think is the best player that you played against in your time in the Premier League?
1: I, I would say the uh, Ryan Giggs he, he was always for me he was always a uh, uh, always a tough uh, player to get play because he was quick he was he was skillful and and he, he could go right, he could go left so he was one of the, the the hardest one to to try to suss out uh, what he, 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 he was doing. Uh, so uh, I, I would say him he, he was uh, for me uh, the hardest player to play against uh, when we're playing in the Premier League.
0: Back in those days, of course, Roland, football was a slightly different game. You could usually go in and put in a pretty hard tackle earlier on on Ryan Giggs. Did that ever work on him? What was your tactic to try to to slow him down a little?
1: Well, uh, yeah, you, you you try to try to get close, and, and then you try to you know, if you don't get the ball, you kick him down. But he, he was that fast in his feet, so uh, that didn't work either. Because then he, he will jump over you, and then he will keep on running. So it was one more. With him it was more uh, trying to, to suss out what he was trying to do earlier uh, than you could could stop him uh, because if he he were if he were allowed to, to start to get the pace up then <laughs> then you knew it's going to be hard because then he could go right he could go 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 left or he can just kick the ball past you and then run run past you because he was very quick. That's a very old school way of getting by the fullback. Is just poking the yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah, like, but oh. he, like I said, uh, he was he was good of going inside, and he could go outside as well and put good crosses in. He could come in inside and and have shots at goal. So he was always a threat when we when we played Man United. There's always
0: that thing as well that you know if you show him onto his right foot, it doesn't matter because he's going to find some way of getting it back onto his left
1: foot anyway, isn't he? Yeah. yeah so he, he he was very good at that who was the best player you played with my friend uh you have to be chris waddle he he was absolutely fantastic when he came from from france uh, he, were, he he was voted a, the, the best player of, of, of that season as well uh and and uh he he was just uh he was just magic at that stage he, he the, the defense they, they didn't know if he was going right or left either so and then uh, he he always looked a little bit slow when you saw him, but he, he was he was very quick as well. In his first move, he was uh, you could see that when we were doing sprints and so on that he was always one of the one of the quickest that we had. The first couple of you know six seven meters, he was always in front. I mean the interesting thing there is that um, Ryan
0: Giggs you would only meet twice a season if you didn't draw Man United in the cup but you would have had to play against him every day in training was that something that you felt made you better as a defender
1: well he he didn't play uh, against me that that, uh, often he played with me Uh, I think that was uh, a a luck for him as well because then he didn't (laughs) have to do all the defending uh, because he always looked at me Roland you take care of it and then I have to take care of the defending behind him. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, But uh, we had a good partnership there. He, he knew that he wasn't the best defender. He tried to help out as much as he could, but at the same time, if, if he was supposed to go and attack and, and help us out in an attack, he, he needed to, to have uh, energy to go forward as well. Yeah. So uh, we, had a, we had a good partnership there. Yeah. Yeah,
0: we keep stressing that this was a sort of a different time in English football, not least when it comes to tackling Ryan Giggs. But was there much of a drinking culture in the clubs that you played at, Roland? Uh,
1: I, th- I think it, it it was a drinking culture uh, all over. Yeah. Uh, and that was, you know, uh, a little bit surprised when you got over the first time because uh, everybody was uh, drinking a few pints. Uh, hmm. Uh, and so on and and, uh, you know it wasn't just the players it was wherever you went Uh, you know people went to the pub uh, for have a a pint or two or then -hmm. they went back and and so on so it was just a a, a different different thing Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that changed now because uh, it's it's you you can't you can't do both uh, nowadays because then you need to be really really fit to play Mm. to play in, in the premiership today. So uh, it, it was a, it, just a different culture at that time. Mm-hmm. Was that strange for you as a Swede?
0: Because Sweden didn't really have a sort of a pub culture, a beer drinking culture at that point. And yet, if you want to be sort of part of the gang, if you want to be one of the lads, you kind of have to go and have a few beers with them, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, normally Swedes drinks uh, drinks at the weekends, you know. Yeah. yeah. Friday, Saturday. Uh, but then uh, they don't drink. Uh, so... That was, that was a little bit different, but at the same time, you know, uh, I knew that I could have a pint where, without anybody saying to me that I need to drink more. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I was always part of, of, part of the, the team in that respect as well. It's mm. like they accepted me as, as I was, and that was a good thing. Uh, you had a long and storied career in England. If you had to pick
0: one favourite memory from your time there, Roland, what would that be? Oops. Oh. As unfortunately a losing an FA Cup final replay to Arsenal, there was a League Cup win, there was coming third yeah, in the Premier
1: League. Yeah. Uh, I, I, think, I think the season when we got back up, yeah, uh, was was uh, because you know we 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 always, I mean the the, the league cup final is always a, a great memory, but but that's just a one match that you played and and so on. But the the season uh, we 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 did really really well the first first year after we we got back up, and and uh, that was that was a, a really nice feeling as well. You know when you. When you're coming up from a lower division, you think, "Well, now we're going to struggle," and, and then uh, you, you keep winning matches and, and you advance in the table, and, and then suddenly you can see that you are up there with all the great, great sides as well. That was a nice feeling.
0: If there was one player from Premier League history, because again you played at a time, you know Tony Yaboa was there, Eric Cantona was there. You know who was yeah. the best? Who was the one player that you really would have liked
1: to have played a few games with at Sheffield Wednesday or Coventry City? well it, it would have been uh, Eric Cantona. he you know that he was over and, and he's trained with us for a week yep what was he like he was great he was great he was uh, I would say he was really really good in, in in the practice and and I think uh, we if we trained because the weather was was really really cold so we have to train a train on artificial grass mm. uh, and for that reason uh, Trevor wanted to see him more and he said no (laughs) that's (laughs) it uh and then then Trevor took the decision of of not following through with that but uh you know I think he regrets regrets that uh uh, still that he he didn't sign him because he he was really really good Uh, and uh, it would have been great to, to to play with him an incredible player, even though he retired relatively young.
0: I just have one final question for you, my friend. And really, when you, you know, when you've worked with um, with Ron uh, Rowan Atkinson, I was going to say with Ron Atkinson, uh, Gordon Strachan. You went on to do a lot of coaching in your career. Who are you more like? You're more like Ron Atkinson or more like Gordon Strachan?
1: Oh, I think I'm, uh, I'm a little bit of the. uh,
0: uh... Well, maybe I'm more like Roland Nielsen, I don't know
1: yeah I, I think as a, as a coach I, I, i've took some parts of, of uh, big ron uh, and and uh, some parts of, of gordon in in his thing of of uh, coaching and, and and so on so and then uh, i've take some some of the swedish coaches that i have been having as well so i, I think i'm 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 a mix uh, but the good part of, of of i think big ron is is that the uh, he knew that it was the the players who 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 needed to go out there and show how, how good they were and mm. and uh, let the players uh, actually be able to do that without uh, having any fears or or uh, any any worries mm. go out there enjoy the game and do the best that you can and hopefully you you do really well and that's the thing that i've tried to 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 tell my players that i have that we know what to do because we've been training but uh, then they have to go out and, and enjoy playing football because if you can do that at the same time that you do all the hard work then there's a good chance that you, you will win the game as well.
0: Uh, of course you've done that at some of the biggest clubs in Scandinavia. Just one very final question. Were you ever offered the job to go back to Sheffield Wednesday or to Coventry City and to manage those teams? Could it be possible that we would see you in England back in England in the future in the dugout?
1: Uh, uh, well, I would love to but yeah, I think... Uh, uh, I've been away for, from English football so so for such a long time now. So it will be uh, hard to just go straight into uh, having having a team uh, in, in in England. Uh, I have to go over there and then do uh, a little bit of hard work to get 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 back into it, so so to speak. And uh, well, you, you never know. You never know.
0: Never say never. I haven't watched all the hard work that you put in at Sheffield Wednesday, at Coventry City. You are a legend for Swedish football in the Premier League, Roland, Roland Nielsen, Thank you so much for talking to me.
1: Thank you, thank you. You can support this show at
0: Patreon.com forward slash Arrowman in Stockholm. Voiceover by Danny Robbins. Artwork by Peter Murphy.